Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. All right, and we're live. Today, we have a very special guest. We've got Walt Enman. Did I say that right? Yeah, Enman. Yeah. Okay, got gotcha, it. gotcha. And we are aboard his beautiful boat. I'll let uh, Walt describe the boat we're on, but uh, Walt took on a pretty epic adventure, and it's called The Great Loop, and I'll let him describe a little more of it. But first of all, welcome, Walt. Good to have you here. Thank you, Jerome. Glad to have you here, man. I, I appreciate that. We, we're actually aboard his boat. We're, uh, we're not on Mighty Sparrow. Mighty Sparrow lies another dock over right now, and uh, so we're on his boat. And uh, yeah, can you just take us through what type of boat this is and a little information on it? Oh, you bet. It's a 1978 Chinois. It's a Taiwanese build. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, a 41-foot um, trawler. And uh, it's named Sea Gypsy. We bought it February uh, 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, 2019. Okay. So a year and a half ago. I'm, I'm coming up on two years. Oh, so fresh. I'm I'm just coming into my fifth year on my boat. But uh, Wow. So we're both newbies. You know, there's some, some of these people have been on boats like 20 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we're definitely we're definitely we're newbies. Uh, we, when we bought the boat uh, in Jekyll Island, uh, Georgia, the uh, this is our first boat, and I mean, you know, I've driven uh, you know a friend's like ski boat or something, you know, out in the middle of the lake, which of course anybody can do. Right. Uh, and I did read for a couple of years, uh, and my wife did too, about you know what to do on boat, how to do it, and we come out of a uh, uh, motorhome for four and a half years going across. You know, United States, Canada, but so we literally moved right from the motor home and hauled everything at the dock there to the boat. The slip was paid for two more weeks, and um, uh, we left and uh, started the Great Loop. Uh, then with uh, I had docked twice. And, uh, <laughs> Good did, man. Didn't kill Jumped anybody. Right in. There didn't we kill go. anybody. It <laughs> didn't hurt anything, and uh, so that was a success. And then we left and went on the great loop well so then you know for me that that speaks of somebody who enjoys you know obviously being out and seeing the world you know how, how long were you doing the rv stuff uh four and a half years four and a half years and you went i mean i know you you went all the way up to the yukon right uh yeah yeah alaska of course you have to drive through the yukon to get there and uh, uh and also we uh we hung out hung a right and went up in north into the northwest territories holy smokes. uh and that's uh, extremely uh, remote, remote place. Right, right, right. Uh, so, uh, give or take, about the size of Texas, except with forty thousand people. <laughs> yeah. Texas has all that wide open land, and I think they have like twenty million or something. More, right, more right. Than that. So, uh, really, amazingly remote. You can go a uh, long time without seeing another human, or any sign of a human. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, I can only imagine. I mean, you know, that's 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 pretty wild to. To be out there and and much like being on a boat, you're putting a lot of trust in that that rig that you're driving and oh yeah, making sure because that's sort of your safety net when the bears come out. Uh, right, <laughs> yeah, and there is no AAA out there because there's no uh, cell signal of any kind. Right. I mean, I guess if you had a satellite phone, but uh, I, we didn't. And um, yeah, you. Uh, in fact, we sat we sat there sort of freaky moment. Uh, we were at this uh, one beautiful you know, uh, lake, and it, it's so far remote, we were off, well, first of all, there's no paved roads, and then we had gone down a dirt road, and, you know, we had downloaded all GPS junk first, but anyway, we, um, I got out and walked through the grass, and my wife drove the uh, RV behind me, I was just making sure there was no, because we were 100% off uh, road, we right. walked about just like a half mile off a path. <laughs> and uh you know we're 500 miles away from the closest paved road yeah so um but anyway Jeez. we're way out there stayed out on this beautiful lake for like four or five days and uh my battery starting battery uh when i went to click it on yeah it was like Rrr. i'm like oh my uh, god and because there's no way to get anybody to help you right right and um and so did luckily, you have any any solar yeah, no, no, it did not. Uh, generator. Oh, okay, um, okay. But uh, 
I had left something on uh, for a couple of days that I wasn't aware of that was going after the uh, battery. Yeah. So luckily, you know, in the motorhome, it's magic button. It jumps your house batteries over to your starting battery. Yeah, yeah. Or vice versa. It just connects them. And thank God it started. Yeah. Uh, that was a bit of a... Can't exactly uh, pop the clutch on that, I, uh, I can no. imagine. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. I, I, what a wonderful time, though. We, we just, it's just amazing. Well, that's, that's really cool because, I mean, you can just – there's so many similarities doing RV and then going especially to a, a trawler like this. I mean, you know, uh, the systems are a lot the same. You you're sort of have to be sort of self-contained. Yeah, and yeah. and so yeah, that is pretty cool. But I mean, you know, to hop on a boat and then within how long was it before you left to go on the Great Loop? Yeah, fourteen days, two weeks. Fourteen uh, days because the slip was paid and um, and we were like, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna know all I can know at this point, right? And, and then learn more as you go. Let's let the uh, jets go over. You bet. <laughs> Sound of freedom. Yeah. That's right. That's right. That's one of the beauties of uh, we're down here at Ladies Island Marina, and there yeah. is a um, it's a marine base, isn't it? Yeah, marine. Yeah, base. very yeah. close by. So there's a lot of touch and goes, and uh, like Walt said, you get to see a lot of freedom around here. Oh yeah. In fact, I, I think it's the only place uh, in the world that, uh, and don't you know? I mean, this is what I looked up on the internet. Uh, only place you can uh, learn to fly the F-35. Oh, really? So no matter what country buys them, whatever, if other countries are buying those at this time. Uh, but This every, is where they come to do it. Yeah. This is the only place in the world to learn to fly the F-35. Oh, wow. Holy so. smokes. Well, they fly low, and they are loud. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's quite impressive. But uh, So bear with us if we have to edit a few things out. Um, so if, if you can, I mean, I, I went and searched on the Internet to go and see what the Great Loop was. And yeah. just for our listeners, if you can do – just a brief synopsis of exactly what that is. Yeah, and uh, so for for us, you know, we we left. You, you leave from where you leave, right? And right. so ours was Jekyll Island, Georgia, and uh, so in the springtime, uh, and a lot of people do this, but they other think people do other things. But uh, you're going to go counterclockwise, and uh, in the springtime, a lot of people go north along the icw in the ocean whatever yeah and um and that's the the intercoastal waterway yeah 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 so basically just on the inside of the ocean there so you go yeah yeah, yeah. That makes sense oh yeah <laughs> that's for sure and uh so anyway we uh we went up and you know there's no rush you know this is an eight knot boat and uh right. so there's uh there's no hurry uh, if you're in a hurry, you, you should have took a plane. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, so then you uh, meander on up, uh, stop and do live life. I mean, that's all you're doing. and All along the East Coast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Stop in all these different towns, and we can talk about that later. But anyway, uh, you go up the Hudson River, literally right by the Statue of Liberty. Oh, wow. Right through New York City. Yeah. And, uh, which, I mean, I've been in New York City a whole bunch of times. By, you know, because we lived up that way as a kid. Uh, but, yeah, nothing like going by water. I uh, can only that was imagine. So cool. yeah. and very impressive. And uh, up the Hudson River, basically uh, above Albany there. Uh, actually, that's not Albany. Whatever. Up uh, And you hang a left on the Erie Canal. Okay. You, uh, you can go all the way in the Erie Canal into Lake Erie. We have a little bit too much height, so we had to bump out, which was good. Uh, and you go up into uh, Lake Ontario. Yeah. Uh, and then many people, uh, you're, you're now in the summertime. Yeah. And um, you're, uh, we went up a bit uh, down, technically, but uh, out the St. Lawrence Waterway. Yeah. On up. And, you know, you're in Canada then. We come back and do the. Oh, so uh, you actually go into Canadian waters? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Sure okay. Do. Yeah. A Thousand Islands, all that. Right, uh, right. Oh, absolutely place. beautiful. Never been there before. Uh, really incredible. And then uh, over to the Canadian side, and uh, then in the summer, you're making your way through the uh, Great Lakes. Uh, we went the Trent Severn Waterway, uh-huh. uh, or maybe Trent Severn Waterway, excuse me, I think is how it's pronounced. Um, and that basically takes you all through cottage country of Ontario. Yeah. Uh, about 40 locks just in that uh, number of uh, miles wow. there. And that dumps you into um, Lake Huron, but Georgian Bay, which um, the Georgian Bay of Lake Huron. Right? Yeah. 
which you know to me I, jesus that could almost be its own great lake right there it's, it's gigantic massive. oh yeah, it, yeah it's something else and then you know did the northwest passage or norton excuse me the north uh shore um of uh that and then you know into lake michigan on down like chicago area yeah and you exit now uh, did you go system uh wisconsin side or michigan side we uh we we were michigan side michigan we side, were okay. uh winds and things were uh not uh favorable for us to cross uh, yeah, lake michigan. yeah. Okay. we did go out in the middle of lake michigan uh to this beautiful i think it's called beaver island almost positive yeah oh yeah that's right and, off of where i used to live oh oh that's yeah, right right I, off petoskey yeah. grand oh, right. i think it's grand or uh little traverse bay yeah, yeah okay yeah. And um, so that was beautiful. And then, you know, of course, down into Traverse Bay, we went yep. there and, uh, and down the Michigan coast. And, you know, there's a little bit of Indiana in there, too. There is, uh, yeah, It's yeah. like maybe 10 miles or something. Or you passed 20. by Gary, Indiana. Yeah, One yeah. of the most beautiful places. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so, yeah, a lot, a lot of activity. Yeah. Um, and then we, we couldn't go right through uh, downtown Chicago. A lot of people would do that and, you know, go down that river, Illinois yeah. Waterway. I forget the name. That goes that. right downtown Chicago. Yeah, right? it does. It skyscrapers does. around you. Right, Holy right. Smokes. Unfortunately, uh, there's a height there, and I, we didn't make it. I think it'd be seventeen something. And um, so yeah. that means, like, the bridges you can't yeah. pass under. Right. Gotcha. I mean, a lot of them lift, but some don't. Right. And, right. Um, okay. At least one. At least one doesn't at that height. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Dang it. Oh, it just takes one. <laughs> it just takes one. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so we we went down. I think it's called the Calumet river which okay, is yeah. uh, right over there i think that actually might even be still in indiana i'm not sure uh it's really close to illinois there yeah and then you go down and that and it hooks back up for all those people that went down the chicago river um we you hook back up and in, in the illinois water system and go down the you know uh, western side of illinois yeah. and uh it drops you into uh you know the mississippi etc right uh, and um and you pick your routes uh, we chose the route to come out Mobile, Alabama. Uh, if you go down to Mississippi, you, you come out, you know, New Orleans. But yeah, uh, so we we chose the other way, and a lot of people do um, because it's just you know there's more stuff along the way. Well, I saw that. Yeah, when I was looking at the maps, uh, it was there was definitely like a split. It was like halfway down the Mississippi where you could either go more towards the east, and I think that's the one yeah. you did, or yeah. you just keep carrying on until you hit the Gulf. Right. Right. Yeah. We. Um, uh, technically, you know, so in the Mississippi River, uh, it meets the uh, Ohio River, I believe that is, um, and you actually go up the Ohio River uh, for maybe uh, 50, 60 miles. You uh, are, are in Kentucky, uh, Paducah, I think that is. And okay. Then you uh, come down, uh, you know, Tennessee River, uh, et cetera, rivers to Mobile. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, or, and, and what we did, we went over to Nashville. But that's that's a yo-yo. You know, you go out uh, up up the Cumberland River, right? And then you got to come back to the same point and then go back down the Tennessee. Oh, okay, and okay. Technically, you're going up the uh, Tennessee as you're going south, but still, um, and uh, you're moving south, and that you did that in the fall. Uh, the you know, a lot most people, okay? Yeah, uh, yeah. You're you're coming through the fall because our only date on any of this trip. Uh, for for the ten months we were on it, was only deadline was September first ish. Uh, you uh, on a slow boat, you're gonna want to leave uh, Lake Michigan because um, Mother Nature is coming. Gets a little rough uh, yeah. out there, and it's yeah. cold and, and it's miserable. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm a weather wuss. I ain't gonna lie. Uh, hey, you know, me too. I like me to too. be where it's. Uh, you know, decent weather. You know? I'm a I'm a trade wind sailor. There I mean, you go. Give me give me 15 knots uh, and it's 82 degrees, yes, and that's yes. perfect to me. Which seems a bit funny for some of the sailing that I've done, but yeah, I you know, so. whatever, <laughs> whatever. I uh, now I just know what I prefer. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go, there you go. So, so so when you hit the Gulf, yeah, then are you back into the intracoastal again? Um, you know, sort of, uh, for a while. Yeah, you sure are. Uh, you know, the, the uh, Gulf, uh, intercoastal, whatever. Actually, I'm not sure what the official name is, but it, it is an right, intercoastal, right. uh, Gulf intercoastal waterway, I guess. And, um, uh, so yeah, you, uh, zip on, uh, the Alabama coast there and on over and, uh, beautiful, you know, it's, uh, 
sort of winter time. You know, winter time I guess starts December, whatever. But so uh, around November first or so, you you spent September and October coming down through the center of the country, basically. And right. Around November first, there you are uh, in Mobile. Well, it's almost uh, like you're following the pleasant weather. Oh yeah. You know, you follow it north, then you follow it south. I mean, I, that's ideally what you do on the Appalachian Trail as well, as you start down in Georgia in March or April and you sort of follow springtime. Yeah. Uh, so you're not you're not getting sweltered by the heat, but you're also not getting frozen, although right. you end up doing all of that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, sure, <laughs> For sure, sure. Best laid plans, right? Yeah, uh, right. And then um and then you come across in Panhandle, Florida, et cetera. Yep. And uh a whole lot of people uh, go up to uh, Carabelle. Uh, it's sort of, I think it's called the the Big Bend. Uh, a lot of people call it the Big Armpit of uh, Florida there, uh, where the Panhandle is you yeah. know, still going. But uh, you're you're about ready to make your uh, only real crossing of the Great Loop. Uh, That's that, yeah. I saw that on the map as well. Yeah. There's there's going along the coast. I guess for some boats. Is it, it's really shallow there or something? Yeah, you you we so we have fifty inch uh, draft, four foot two. Okay. And, um, uh, you know, I, so I don't know, but I think if you have like a pontoon boat or, or something like two foot, yeah, uh, no more than two foot, uh, I think you could probably go around that that big bend thing probably just fine. I guess I don't know, uh, but I know we can't. Right. Uh, so, so you got to cut. You got to go open ocean. Yeah, oh yeah, and uh, so we we had a go up a little bit there on the panhandle florida to get to uh you can go to you people leave from apalachicola uh-huh. uh but just right north of there is carabelle florida which is where we left from and it seems like a lot of folks are going and it's sort of cool a great camaraderie man yeah uh you go in there and there are people you know going for the crossing just about every night uh, you know. It's got to be kind of a nerve-wracking little section where everybody's watching the weather a lot oh, more yeah. close, talking to each other, I, I would assume. Oh, yeah. It, it's um, it, it's really something uh, because you're about ready to make a, uh, I think it's 144 nautical miles, I believe that is, which is like, I don't know, 165, whatever the number is, a right. statute. Uh, but so straight line across, uh, you know, nothing to hit. Uh, unless there's boats and all but the kicker is that you have to do it on slow boats you have to do an overnight um, yeah and uh, because you have to arrive in the morning uh, off of Tarpon Springs coast and they they start crab trapping out there about 20 22 miles out yeah and ducking so, and dodging <laughs> uh, yeah but you, and you gotta do be able to see the them right yeah, yeah. yeah you can't right. come in there at night yeah and so <clears throat> Uh, anyway, so at Carabelle though, we ended up getting hung up there for, you know, maybe three weeks waiting for our weather window. And yeah, there was other people leaving. Um, and uh, you know, they had more nerve than me. I was looking for a real good, easy crossing. Smart man. Uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And, uh, I was willing to uh, wait and sit at the docks with, uh, all the locals and, have beers uh, pretty much every night. You know, there's always somebody up there to talk to. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It was great, you know, just uh, go up, have a couple beers, chat, chat with, you know, mainly guys uh, that are uh, getting ready to do the crossing, but a whole bunch of locals Yeah. Uh, that are there, and it's just the place to be in Caravelle. I bet, you I know? bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was fun. But, uh, and then where does it carry on? Yeah, so Tarpon, after you get Tarpon and all that, down Tampa, et cetera. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, some people go around Florida, you know, some head off to the Keys at that point, and then they're going to come on around and finish. But uh, we uh, chose to go through the, uh, uh, the oh, my gosh, I'm forgetting the... Uh, what, the big lake? Yeah. The Okeechobee? Oh, thank you. My God, how would I forget you that? You went through the Okeechobee? Yeah, oh, yeah, very yeah. Cool. From, like, Fort Pierce to, uh, you know, geez, I'm forgetting the town on the other side. But, uh, um, yeah. It's not West Palm or Jupiter or it's something. It's north of those. It's north, uh, yeah. Stewart. It's Stewart. Stewart. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry about that. Yeah. It took me a while. No, no, and, uh, that's right. I'm yeah, trying that whole, here, you know. uh, it's funny when we, uh, we're going through, there's a couple locks there, P locks. Yeah. And we're going through this one lock, you know, we've been in like huge locks, you know, like 70 foot lifts and stuff like that. And, wow. uh, so this one, you know, the lock closes right behind you. 
And the, as soon as that one's closing, the, the one up front is open. It was like two inch difference. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, these are easy, you know. <laughs> why? Why did I even did bother I grabbing a rope? Yeah. You know, I didn't know I was going to be leaving <laughs> right away. <laughs> oh man, it was fun. That's crazy. Okay, so I'm going to try and synopsis, or uh, I'm going to yeah. try and put that together. So you take off from Georgia, you head up the intercoastal on the east coast of the U.S. Come up the Hudson River, then you get on the Erie Canal, which takes you to the Great Lakes. You pop into Canada, come down Michigan, you go down half the Mississippi, get off there, and then head to the Gulf, and then you go all the way around Florida to cut into Lake Okeechobee, and then back up. How many miles was that total? Yeah, so um, I think, uh, you know, because we did side trips and stuff, you know, for us it was like 6,500, I think. Oh, uh, smoke. I think if you were, like, you know, to stay on the strict, uh, you know, path. Just, yeah. You know, I don't know why you would, 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 but, you right, know, right. Because why not see it when you're there? But uh, I think it's like maybe 5,500 or something. Uh, Holy yeah. cow. Okay. So that's, you know, that's basically going across the Atlantic and back. Well, yeah, but you're almost never out. The only time you're out of sight of land. Well, true, uh, yeah, yeah. Is, I'm just thinking distance-wise. Yeah. And and how many, you said it was 10 months? Uh, Yeah, yeah, a little over, but uh, yeah, yeah, 10 and a quarter months, something like that. Well, I got to say, you know, hats off, because that, you know, I'm, I'm an ocean guy. Well, I like yeah, being yeah. out in places where there's rarely ever even a boat. Yes. Let alone land or islands or anything like that. And right. And that, to me... Yeah, it feels very comfortable. It's I can sleep. I can you know get away with sort of the the life that I like to lead. Now, when I think about doing what you did, is terrifying. I mean, well, the amount of navigation you just alone. Took the word from me. <laughs> what I think you do is terrifying. Right, right. I know it's it's such a funny thing how you know people can sort of fall into sort of these different categories of comfort when it comes to you know boating and being on the water and everything and yeah i mean literally it just it sounds like a nightmare just as an example you know when i sail from from the caribbean or down here up to maine which i do usually twice a year um you know you can take the cape cod canal which cuts you know a good day or so off of the trip you you also don't have to sail through the fishing fleet south of martha's vineyard and nantucket you also don't have to go through the shipping lanes, and you also don't have to go near George's Bank, all of which are very dangerous. Sure, sure. I go that route rather than go through the Cape Cod Canal. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's how scared I am of it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we, we had talked about doing a trip, you know, this uh, year going up Nova Scotia and all that. Of course, that didn't happen with COVID. But, right, right. Um the uh, but we yeah the Cape Cod Canal was the way I was gonna go. Oh, absolutely! Uh, you know. People think I'm crazy for yeah, not, yeah. not taking well, you had that experience, that. man. That's, yeah, that's a that's pretty incredible. Uh, yeah, well, and you know this boat. Uh, I mean, it, it's this boat handled uh, you know more than uh, way more than we could ever handle. But uh, it's pretty amazing how strong they they really. When yeah. when was this boat built? Uh, 78. 78, yeah. yeah. I mean, typically, any any boats that are built back then, they overbuilt them, yeah. you know. Yeah. They they were just, you know, trying to make them as seaworthy as possible. I know my, my West Sail is a 1975, and it's it's amazing. It floats. It's so heavy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, we're about uh, for, full, you know, with fuel and everything. We're about 40,000 pounds. Holy smokes, and, okay. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but it, it we... Three times uh, we've uh, faced, you know, seven-ish foot uh, crashing waves. Right, yeah. And, um, you know, real bad to hit, have that on the uh, beam because you're not going to roll but uh, at all. But still, it's just very uncomfortable. Yeah, you're not going to roll over, but right. you're going to be rolling. Oh, oh yeah, we're going to be rolling. 30, 40 degrees. <laughs> There's not, it's so miserable. when you're, yeah. Especially when you're rolling both ways. Like on a boat, a sailboat, you're... You get used to leaning one way, right, right? But when you're becalmed, and the boat's going 30 degrees on either side, oh, you can't do anything, and everything inside is just shifting and clattering, and oh, I hate yeah. it. I hate it. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I ended up having blueberries all over the floor. Uh, <laughs> you know, just the whole contents of the refrigerator, the, oh, yeah. the locking mechanism gave way, oh, and everything that was in the refrigerator is on the floor. But you can't, you can't get it now. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's no way. Uh, my wife, uh, she went down on the bed up in the uh, bow there, mm-hmm. and uh, she she was face down, holding onto the mattress on either side with her hands just to stay on the bed. We were wow. It was like getting our shit kicked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine. And you know, it is. It there's. There's a bit of it that unnerves me when when so much stuff is shifting. I mean, I've had water tanks come loose, oh. and a water tank that's you know mine they're 35 gallons, but that's yeah. that's quite a bit of weight. And oh if yeah. All of a sudden, those things start breaking free, and you oh, know yeah. all that sort of stuff. But I don't know. I you know I I do have sort of a specific question because I I've never been through a lock system before. Yeah. I don't even know if I've ever seen one. Believe it or not, and. That one, I is, can you just take us through what what it's like to just go through? I guess your average lock. Yeah, yeah. The um, uh, by the way, if you want to see the uh, coolest locks, at least you know on this trip, uh, that's up at that uh, Trent Severn uh, Severn Waterway. Oh, okay. Yeah, they. I mean, they have a lot of just standard issue locks, but uh, there's there's some really cool uh, locks there. But basically. On this loop, you know, we did about, and I didn't count them. Uh, some people do. Some loopers definitely, you know. Tattoo it, it, like, on their shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was, like, 110 locks. That you Holy smokes. So, you and, got, I'm uh, talking to the right guy here, folks. Yeah, this is yeah, good. yeah. We've been through them. Uh, <laughs> uh, basically, you know, you're, you're coming in, you know, it's uh, associated with a dam, you know, of some sort. Yeah. Uh, earth dam, you know, whatever dam. Uh, and... So you're uh, you're rolling up. Sometimes it can be a little uh, intimidating to see some of them that you know they have obviously more than one uh, uh, one dock, uh, one lock to you know double wide sometimes. Yeah, and um, they're only using one at a time, but uh, most of them are just one. So you pull up, you know, big uh, steel doors uh, that are uh, there, and um, you're at, you're at a height. You're either going to be going up or going down, and you know, there's usually a lot of series of going ups, and then finally they they gotta drop you down. Yeah. And um, as you go through the country, um, so anyway, uh, it just you know takes you sea level to the first one, and uh, that's an up and down. You know, in the uh, oh gosh, the uh, the waterway um, in North Carolina. Anyway, that was, uh, I'm missing that one. Um, but you, uh, Lockmaster, you know, tells you, you know, come in. You, sometimes there's more boats. Sometimes there's really big boats. Yeah. Uh, that are going like in. Like barges so they, and things like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, it can be quite uh, intimidating. Um, they usually put those people all together. Uh, only one time did they, I think, I don't know if it was the correct thing to do. It didn't bother me. But we went in. Uh, with the, there was room. And we were a pleasure boater, and they threw us in there too. Uh, oh, so you're like tying up next to a big rusty steel. Yeah, he, got big black tires as fenders, sort of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, lovely. Uh, I don't think he was worried about getting a mark. Uh, no, but, <laughs> probably not. Hey, watch the paintball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, almost well, every other single time, uh, it is uh, you know commercial traffic. And since you're not paying anything, except for the Trent uh, Severn Waterway, you do have to pay for that. Wow, okay. uh, In Canada there, and you get other stuff. But um, uh, tie-ups at state. Right, right. Stuff like that. Um, But everything else is free. Well, nothing's free, but free to pleasure boaters. Yeah. And um, the uh, the, because the commercial people are the one making this, you know, available. Yeah. uh, Paying and all that, and the government. But anyway. Uh, so they're first, you know, uh, oh, mil- so military's right first, away. you know, if there's a need, you know, military's first, yeah. commercial's next, and I don't think I ever saw any military, but anyway, uh, commercial's next, and then, uh, like, then, um, just plain commercial, like, you know, fishermen, et cetera, yeah. uh, commercial fishermen, uh, are next, and then you, the pleasure boater, are last, right. which really only plays out, uh, when there's, like, uh, uh, dam uh, repairs and all that we ran into on the Illinois waterway and there's special operating hours otherwise those things are 24 7 yeah um, yeah but uh so they've so, always got like a person there and you radio them and they say yeah. yep come on the lock master you know tells you a uh, water order a lot of times you're by yourself you pretty much grab a rope that's hanging down uh, you don't tie off uh you would not want to do that because you're going to be moving in there, and uh, it's up to you to control your boat 100%. And, um, and do you have fenders out both every sides? Every fender, uh, yeah. So you end up traveling when you're like in heavy lock territory through the Erie Canal, all this kind of stuff. 
Um, there's, you know, we took the lazy route out. We just left fenders on both sides because this time you're tying up on starboard. Next time it's going to be port, maybe. Yeah. It's up to the lockmaster. And um, so, uh, you know, yeah, we just left every damn fender we had out. And, uh, <laughs> maybe you know, pick up a couple extra next time with yeah, a West yeah, Marine yeah. around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Luckily, no, we had lots of them. And, man, they're going to get, they're going to get, they're going to get dirty. Yeah, oh, um, I real can bad. Because you're you're tying up to the side, yeah, of the yeah, lock, or as just holding fills. lines, or just know. holding the lines. Yeah, yeah. Me and my wife, you know, bow and stern line, and um, they tell you where to you know stop on the deal and all, and because uh, uh, like they're, I forget the length, but it's like standard length is like two hundred foot, you know. Uh, oh, the locks. lock. Yeah, I mean some I guess are smaller than that, of course, but most are at least that. Some yeah. are bigger. Okay. Uh, you know they they have to get a you know tow boat and a barge in there right yeah and um yeah some of them are a lot bigger but uh for sure uh like 600 feet and stuff like that but uh so you're in there and they uh you know they're either gonna flood it you know to raise you up and uh or they're gonna or drain, they're gonna it, drain uh, it uh wow. and uh, you know huge pump systems and some of them are uh, known and and if you read your you know chart system whatever information system that uh, you have available we use aqua maps but uh it um it can be quite violent in there it it, it pushes oh you around yeah yeah right and um it's like holy cow hold on tight you know yeah and uh so you ever do you get any uh bumps and scrapes yeah you know what uh this one guy uh he was a pretty nice guy and all but i don't know he was in a hurry one day which is funny <laughs> uh oh, man which is funny because you know I'm in a he's hurry. an eight knot boat too. Yeah. You know, yes. I don't know how does that work. <laughs> the bar, the bar must had uh, you know been closing at some point. Yeah, too. yeah, trying to get there for happy hour or something. But anyway, <laughs> so he, uh, um, so yeah, he he uh, he broke protocol of uh, you know everybody enters and then everybody exits. Obviously in the opposite you know uh, fashion. You right. Know, the first one in, first one out. Yeah. And uh, it's the way it's got to work. Well. Uh, Oh, this God. guy, um, I had let go, go, me and my wife let go. And of course, you know, you have your engine, uh, started again and, um, off your, you're starting to move. And, and out of the corner of my eye, cause he came on the other, from the other side, uh, he, he decided he was going, which, you know, I don't really care. Yeah. Uh, and, um, was there enough room? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. He's a big uh, one. Oh, uh, okay. yeah, wide. Yeah. And, uh, he's on, but he was back behind me. I didn't, you know, see that he was going to do that on the other side, on the right. right side. And so he had already, he was coming and he was moving. And, um, I just, uh, I, I saw it and then I, so I just came, <laughs> I, I came to a stop, you know, yeah. it's like, uh, I don't care. Right. But he kept on coming and I'm like, oh crap. I was in my lower helm. So I'm grabbing a fender, but you know they're all tied off, and uh, note yep. yourself, leave one available. But anyway, the roaming fender, yeah, the roaming fender. I, I had, uh, yep. So yep. I guess it turns out I do need one more. Uh, <laughs> and so you know I'm trying to grab one, and, and he comes and he just hits uh, his uh, stern stern quarter, yeah, and uh, hits you know sort of right in my mid. Oh, it's like trying to turn away, and yeah, just the corner bump you. Yeah, you know, there was a, I heard a small crack. You yeah. Know, oh, and yeah, uh, yeah. I took a look, make sure there's no water coming in. Good man. Uh, joke, joke. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it left a mark and, you know, he apologized. And I'm like, yeah, no worries. Just, you know, yeah, I, I'll fix it later. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so when we pulled out and did bomb job, you know, you fix it then. It wasn't that bad. Great. You know? Was it and a crack? It, yeah. Like it was an impact. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it was visible. It was yeah, visible. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I wasn't happy about it, but you know. Um, hey, it's life. I uh, I just slapped some uh, epoxy on it the next day, uh, just to seal it resin, you know, or and just to seal it up. Seal it all up, yeah. And, and made it look less pretty, but uh, you know, <laughs> but watertight. Watertight. So, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, on a boat. That's I think that's rule number one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, and now I couldn't find it if I had to. You know, I fixed it. Right. And right. Uh, you know, it's it's all good. Okay. So. Wow. And then ah, just, yeah, I mean, that, that whole thing. And I, I guess maybe some of it is the fact that I'm, I'm typically by myself on my boat. So I don't even know how, you know, that would be possible to, to take Sparrow through sort of a lock system or anything. Like yeah. That. Well, you'd have to lose your mast, you know? Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. I think a lot of sailors, uh, they, uh, you know, 
wherever they start, that's where they leave their mass. You know, it gets stepped down, I think is the uh, term. Yeah. Um, and they, some of them have it lashed, you know, down. Yeah. Um, and yeah. have it reinstalled wherever. They... Well, and you can, you can, I think it's called like a, a tabernacle or a, something like that, where the mast, um, it's on its, it's, it's on like a pedestal that has a big pin in it. So the mast can be lowered and then raised without wow. like a crane or anything like that. I don't know if that'll work on my boat, but. Yeah. Wow. I, that's I, cool. For some reason, I think they might have them, but I, you know, the the reason I asked, I I've always entertained the idea, you know, being from Michigan and and my parents still living up there in Petoskey, of trying to get Sparrow back there. So that would be, oh, I would think, the St. Lawrence Seaway. Yeah, that's wide open. And then I I've I haven't really researched it too much, but I'm sure there's at least a couple locks that I would have to go through to get into. Uh, from Lake Ontario. Lake... Yeah, okay, so from Lake Erie to Ontario? Uh, no, if you're coming, you mean you're coming from the ocean uh, from the up the St. Lawrence. St. You know, Lawrence. South, yeah. uh, west. But uh, yeah, uh, into uh, Lake Ontario. So we, I wouldn't know any of that journey uh, except for the last 100 miles or so yeah. into Lake Ontario. But um, And then once you're in Lake Ontario, uh, I mean, sure, you could go into Lake Erie, I guess, or you could just go, you know, uh, the Trent Severn Waterway or whatever uh, you you choose into Lake Huron. Um, what you know, about Ge- Georgian Bay? That, that oh no, there's. Goal. Well, I'm sure that you. Um, yeah, you Not. would obviously have no problem getting into Lake Ontario, right? Because right. Obviously, huge. You know, ocean going ships do that. Um, but uh, yeah, at some point, um, obviously, you couldn't do the Trent Severn, right? So you could do Lake Erie. Because the big ships go that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know if it'll ever happen. And I, you know, it'd be one of those things where I'm sure I'd sit there and weigh. Okay, well, how much would it cost for a truck to take my boat <laughs> up there? <laughs> well, it would be a hell of a trip, man. Uh, it would. It would I gotta be tell you, totally I, different. Uh, you know, I hope someday to see the uh, other end of the uh, St. Lawrence Waterway. Yeah. Um, now that's all up in like Nova Scotia right, and all that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Which is what we were going to do this past summer, but. Um, but yeah, the, uh, that would be the last, you know, hundred miles is all I know about. And it is gorgeous. Uh, you know, uh, when we were exiting out of, uh, Lake Ontario just for a while going up the yeah. waterway and then, uh, we came back down to the Trent Severn, but the, um, that thousand islands area and all that kind of stuff. Oh my God. That is just gorgeous. Oh, I it's can really only imagine. Incredible. And I mean, you know, it must be pretty easy to find little, your own little Island, your own cove, you know, Oh, just there's you. no shortage of uh, places to, to hide out. And right. Just, right. Just, you know, yeah, there's so many, uh, well, there's, it's more than a thousand, but, uh, that's where it comes from. You know, there's, there's a thousand islands plus right there. Um, which, but I gotta tell you, one of the coolest places on the whole trip, at least for us, uh, everybody's got their deal. Um, it was Georgian Bay. Dear God, that's just incredible. Really? Oh yeah. That, that was, that was so slick. Uh, give or take, you know. I, now where, where is that? Uh, it is the Eastern part of Lake, uh, uh, Huron. Oh, okay. Um, you know, it's, and, uh, but it's, it's this huge, yeah, Georgian Bay. Um, there is, uh, we, we pop out, you know, on the, uh, uh, the Trent uh, Severn Waterway dumps you there at sort of the southern, well, pretty darn southern uh, point of Georgian Bay. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's uh, a few hundred miles maybe uh, to the north, I guess, uh, like maybe 300, whatever. I'm not really sure now. Um, oh, we should have a, a chart of this yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I thought I next was going to have this available. Hey, but, we're learning, we're learning. And, um, <laughs> there's like 30,000 islands uh, there. Yeah, and now an island, because uh, I had to look it up. It's it's basically a, if it has a tree on it. Yeah, or, it's got to have growth. Yeah, and um and and it stays above uh, sea level. Right. Uh, or else or water it's a, level. Or, or else it's a rock. Or, right. Yeah. Or it's a rock. Right. Yeah. So that's there's a difference. Yeah, there is a folks. difference. I had to look it up <laughs> uh, because there's there's eighty thousand targets. Which are, you know the other fifty thousand are rocks. Are rocks, yeah. And um, yeah, some of them uh, amazingly huge. Yeah. And uh, and they're all granite. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure some geologist person would correct me on that one, but it's something like granite. And um, it's a lot harder than fiberglass. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> and so, uh, uh, yeah, and it, it's. I, 
I got to, and I, you know, I know, uh, so I'm a noob and all that. And I know there's a lot of people out there that well, almost everybody out there that knows more about all of this than me, but we didn't do any, uh, paper charts and, uh, not many do these days. So, yeah. I mean, you, you know, you can get away with it. Oh yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, you know, uh, I was big into GPS because that's what we sold at, uh, the place I worked and all that when I worked. And, um, uh, you know, if it, uh, I, I'm a GPS believer, you know, especially like yeah. in the motorhome. If it, uh, if it told me to take a right and, and it goes through your living room, I, I'm going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no questions asked. No questions if, asked. If it tells me to turn, I'm turning. And you know what? Uh, the, uh, this is not a, you know, endorsement of or commercial for Aquamaps. There's a million of them out there. Yeah. Uh, we we use that you know everybody can you know some people say bad things some people say like good ev like everything that worked for us and we went through those because uh, I couldn't even begin to see how I could use paper charts for eighty thousand targets and yeah it's it's sort of a different story you yeah know, the, that that is probably the biggest advantage I think of of the technology of of some of these chart plotters yeah. And they're so accurate now. Yeah. You know, I remember back when we started using GPS on boats, you never really knew how accurate it was. Maybe there was a half mile discrepancy. Now it's literally down to the like one foot. Yeah. You're, if that shows you there, there's very few places in this world that that is not 100% accurate. So. Right, right. It's, uh, hmm. I got to tell you, the charts course are, you know, you know, U.S. Army Corps of Engineer charts and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Just downloaded into this and, um, I mean, you know, that's as good as it gets. Oh, absolutely. Well, and I, I think, you know, uh, the big rule nowadays is, you know, just don't rely on one tablet. Right. You know, right. make sure you have, I, I like to, on my boat, you know, and, and I, I guess I have this full spectrum because I, I enjoy doing, you know, celestial navigation and stuff like that yeah. when I'm out there. Uh, of course, you don't have to be quite so accurate when you're in the middle of a <laughs> yeah. five thousand foot deep ocean. But um, yeah. you know, having having not only like a tablet with the charts on it, but then also having maybe your phone has it, and yeah. then maybe just a separate handheld GPS unit. You know, it, you you get all those because if one does break or something happens, you know, you can go right to the next one. Yeah. Because yeah. ideally, you just never want to be caught completely without. Right, Something. right. We yeah. we do that. We uh, we have the uh, Aquamaps on the tablet, both phones, and then I have a different. Uh, I have a handheld uh, GPS. Right. Uh, as you know, the final. We never had to use it. You know? Well, and on a trip like yours, you know, you're you're never too far from yeah a place where you can actually pick up a new one and and well, all that right. sort of stuff. That's true. So that's so true. that definitely yeah. helps. And that's you know, I think I say that because right now. There are a lot of people that are, I'm sure, thinking, you know, honey, it's. I think it's time to get the boat. I think it's time to go. Yeah, they you know, should. I mean, in with how crazy the world's been over this last year, I think a lot of people are starting to stop wanting to put things off and just say, well, we better do this, you know. And Life passes by. Might it, as well go and live it. It definitely does. In and any I, way, shape, or form. That, you know, that you end up doing it. You know, with this, uh, you know, life goes on, right? Yeah, but... I must say though, I you know I don't know a lot of people that would hop on a boat and do what you did. I well, mean, it's it's impressive. Well, I know you. you I'm sure you're a lot a of your guy. friends. I'm sure a lot of your friends probably said you were crazy too. Right? Oh my and god! I, I had some friends when I, when I got back, they said, "Listen, I got to tell you, Jerome, I, I wrote you off. I thought you were definitely yeah. going to die." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking you didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know it happened, but no, it is. It's um. I, I think it's just so cool because it, when you talk to people that that have sort of those sort of dreams of doing little adventures like these, it there's so many things that make them question it and put it off and not do it. Yeah. And I, what would you say to somebody who's sort of thinking about it, not really sure, a little worried about this, that, the other thing? Yeah, I so first of all, you know, I read for a couple years uh, every book and you know thing, article, news site website step and, one do your research yeah so i you know I, I i went deep on that and um uh and do it can i interrupt did, yeah. did you do a lot of like youtube videos and oh, stuff gosh, checking yeah. all those out oh without a doubt a whole lot okay quick know. question did yeah. those how how helpful 
were those for showing you the reality. Yeah. So of you know what what it was actually like because I I've seen them. Um, a few of these, uh, you know, the ones that interest me are ones that are doing bigger passages and such. Right. Um, like Gone with the Winds, uh, the, the um, those people, uh, you know, they did RVN and um, then they did. And then know, they went to like out in Fu- Fuji right now or somewhere out there. I'm not sure where they are. Oh, wow. I, uh, I, I haven't kept up just the last couple months, but uh, they, they uh, but yeah, they went and like, you know, got a huge uh, catamaran, all that kind of stuff. Right. And, um, but, uh, you know, those, those, I mean, we had already decided though, to be honest with you, Jerome, my yeah. wife and I had talked probably about, started talking about this like 15 years ago, you know, we were working and all that, you know, someday yeah. we'd like to do the RV thing. And, and you, thing. you got, you, both of you were really on board for it. Yeah. You know, me more than her on the uh, boat as you know, the passage of time happens, right, uh, right. you know, it's all great. Maybe 15 years ago and you know, you're younger, you're more confident, um, of uh rebounding on stuff right uh, and um and but it, whatever we uh we uh like i said i also say i didn't take uh the coast guard safety class i did take that that was like only formalized uh training per se oh okay um, yeah and i did take the safety class because uh, we're new to boating i mean like you know i don't want to be stupid about this uh and i'm sure you know a lot of people might think i was stupid about it uh but I took that. I asked for the uh, Coast Guard to come and, you know, and inspect the boat, you know, and, uh, cause, and I was ready for that test, you know, and I yeah. considered it a test. It's not. Um, yeah, because you're not going for a license or anything. Nah. You're just basically, you get a certificate saying you have completed right. this course. Yes. Coast Guard safety. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's not required, although, you know, it, you know maybe well, it should be. Step two, safety yeah. first. Yeah. No kidding. Right. And um, so other than that, I mean, you know, a lot of common sense goes in. You know, I, I would I would say that um, I think the number one thing for us that was like I was trying to, you know, accomplish in my mind, how am I going to get groceries? On yeah, a, the day to day. Yeah. And, and of course, water. And, you know, I knew where I, you know, water and marinas, et cetera. But uh, the whole grocery thing, and because we, we were living on the hook. Uh, mainly and, right um that's you know we we didn't stay in a lot of marinas uh you know uh, well and uh, interrupt real quick now is that because of it's just it's less expensive that yeah. sort of thing but also you know when you're on the Nicer. hook so when you're at anchor you're you're a little more away from the crowds a little more privacy all that sort of stuff yeah you know what John? it was like this we uh same it was just like the motorhome you know they uh, they call it boondocking, you know, uh, some people do. Uh, oh, I've heard that term. Yeah, when you're not, like, at a campground. That's what that, when you just go out in the wilderness yeah. sort of, and find your own spot. Right, okay. so we we did the same thing there, and uh, uh, we boondocked, uh, you know, we would go in in a year's time, uh, out of 365 nights, we might be in 10 nights, maybe 12, one, once a month. Oh, in an uh, actual, actual like, marina. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, wow. But, uh, Holy smokes. So, yeah, cost is uh, for sure one thing, but, uh, you know, hey, uh, we didn't sell our house and all that kind of stuff to live, you know, five feet away from somebody. Yeah, true, uh, true. And, you know, hey, I love people, but sometimes it's just good to be away. Yeah. And so we, we go hang out, you know, we're moving, you know, it might be multiple anchors, maybe uh, a number of them have been just so fascinating, you know, we stay a while. Um, you know, uh, for us, weather is our only, uh, mover. Yeah, uh, true. And, you know, and so we're going to accomplish what we're going to accomplish and stay in decent weather, uh, is the goal. Um, well, you know, I would, I would say that's, that's gotta be one of the major differences with, you know, being doing like the RV stuff as opposed to being on a boat. I mean, and, and yeah, when you have bad weather on an RV, you're sort of like stuck in it and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But on a boat, that can literally be rocking your world. Yeah, you know, for pun sure. intended. You know, yes. the winds pick up, the waves get big. You might be at anchor, and all of a sudden, the boat is just getting bounced around like crazy. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know, those those could be some tough nights. Yeah, uh, because you know, uh, just personal opinion, right? Uh, I think uh, you know, trying to move in that kind of situation in the dark 
uh, picking up your anchor and all that. Cause no, it's dangerous. A lot of times, you know, you're you're pretty close to land, and uh, so you know, you just gotta you gotta grin and bear it. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We, luckily, we only had, uh, you know, not that many nights. I I couldn't get a number on it, but you know, less than ten. Yeah, we weren't uh, just pretty peaceful overall, and uh, you know, you just let out if you can, let out a little more anchor. And if you've done your homework, and if the wind has uh, agreed with the homework, <laughs> uh, not always true. Yeah, that's uh, true. <laughs> you know, you're you're in a cove and you're protected from that uh, expected uh, weather pattern. Yeah. And uh, to a pretty good degree, because uh, like the Chesapeake, you know, we were getting our uh, our cookies uh, kicked there, and um, you know, so we went in. Beautiful weather, sunny, the whole bit. Uh, it's, it's a sailor's delight. Yeah, uh, right. you know, all the big sailboats are out. All the sailboats are out. Oh, Chesapeake, I, that that really is. You know, they say Newport. Rhode Island is the sailing capital. Of the yeah, US, right, but right. I think Annapolis has like twice as many boats. Oh, okay. Yeah, Chesapeake's huge too. It so, is huge. You know. It's and just beautiful. Both uh, beautiful places. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, been in Newport. This is just on land, though. So right, right, right. Not by water yet, but um, yeah. It it uh, so we kicked out of it because we were wanting to. Yeah, we weren't looking to traverse uh, the Chesapeake. We were looking to stop and enjoy. Yeah, and um, so it. it it was we we had to wait for some time just before we could get in our dinghy to go ashore you know oh it got that uh, rough right? oh yeah, yeah yeah and uh so i was trying to you know find uh some places uh to get out of the wind and you know so we, I, we this was one town i forget which one uh that we were wanting to go in and um and i wasn't going to try to dock in that uh that's not going to work out well i mean a, a more experienced person could uh, for sure, but I don't take that kind of chance. Smart. We're not on a schedule. Uh, and that's the other thing, you know, I learned from my reading and talking to everybody, you know, the the real danger of a boat is having a schedule. And Oh, yeah, feeling feeling the need to get yeah, in somewhere where yeah. you, you know, where you know, okay, well, the winds are up. That's going to be a tough docking and, you know, it takes sort of uh, the bigger man to be like, you know what, we're going to go anchor out. We'll wait till tomorrow because it's yeah. going to be easy, you know, rather than be the guy who's calling his insurance company saying, yeah, yeah boy, I just uh, sank a boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Right? It happens. And it really right, does. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've seen some – I never, didn't see anybody uh, sink. Um, uh, but the night before it did, we went by it, um, you know, because the Coast Guard was calling it out, watch out for this. Uh, it was also – it was early on. It was in uh, Georgetown, South Carolina, so we're not too far from where we started the loop. Oh, jeez! And um, so you know, we're 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 noobs, noobs, and dear lord, uh, <laughs> just hearing that by, on the radio, like, it was a forty-four foot trawler. Holy smokes! And so I mean, this is a forty-one. You know, yeah. So it's like our boat, kind of. Thing. Right. Right. And, um, <laughs> and, yeah. Oh my gosh! I would have just thought that's so ominous. Like you, I can picture you guys sort of trucking right by, looking yeah. over, like <laughs> Peg looking at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. And we'd been hearing about it, so it, I guess it sunk the night before. And but they they booted up, Coast Guard booted up with uh, air pillows or something. To, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, floats and um, floats. And uh, so anyway, uh, so that was the. <laughs> they started talking about it like you know four o'clock that afternoon before we were going to be through there yeah so about you know 15 hours later we're going right by it holy smokes the ironic thing about that is is that right before we got there to that bridge uh for i guess highway 17 but anyway uh the coast guard boarded our boat um oh do a inspection yeah like so we had already done that down there but that doesn't you know they, they can come on any time right? yeah yeah um and uh, very nice folks. Uh, but uh, I was driving from the lower helm that day because it was sort of, uh, you know, misty, rain, cool, and, you know, hey, I'm a wuss. Uh, so I'm in the comfort of it. I'd call you a smart man there, yeah. Walt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm down at the lower helm, and, you know, I hear something, you know, like this huge engine. It's not like a helicopter engine coming down. Yeah. And, uh, and it's funny because, you know, I always look around, but they come up so quick. Yeah, and that's oh, yeah. their job, right? Uh, little little orange boat or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, um, you know, the, the radio came on. You know, of course, Channel Sixteen always monitor that. And uh, you know, see Gypsy, there's United States Coast Guard on your starboard side, uh, prepare to be bored. How many people aboard? 
Yeah. Uh, two. Uh, and a dog. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no surprises, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you don't want anybody. Uh, didn't tell them about the cat, but at that point, the cat was already, you know, if they find the cat, good luck. Yeah, and right. That, that thing, Buried man, in the sheets yeah. somewhere. And, uh, so but I didn't even know, like, seriously, like 15 seconds later, there was two guys that were at my open home door where I'm driving. I didn't even know they had gotten on board. Holy cow. It was amazing. They got on that fast. It's just like, boom, boom. And they came on board. And they must have been suspecting you. Well, yeah. You know, I guess there's all kinds of people traveling with all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and, but uh, they, um, you know, you guys like, uh, hello, good morning, sir. And it scared the living bejesus out of me because I didn't now expect bet. somebody to be on my boat right next to me. Yeah, right. Like, it was that quick. He they boarded right back there, right there. And so I let them in. I moved out of the way. They came in. And, um, you know, they did their inspection. Super nice folks. Yeah. Uh, but I, we were going right by the boat. I'm like, hey, the, the boat that sunk, it's right there. And we're coming up on it. And I'm like, uh, what happened? And they go, uh, well, yeah, we actually uh, were on duty still. Yeah. Last night. Oh, they, they were the ones that yeah, had taken They helped those folks. Wow. It, apparently it was a man, wife, and their two daughters or something. And everybody's fine. You know, boat boat was bad. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. everybody's fine. Um, so that's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always Absolutely. get another boat. Um, and, and I said, well, what happened? And the one guy said, it, it hit something pointy. And I'm like, come on, man. I need, I'm it hit something pointy? pointy? Yeah. You know, he was being... <laughs> little humorous there, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. And uh, like, no, really, what happened? Because, uh, you know, I don't want to I don't want to do that. Right, right. And because and, these people are in the channel. It's a, it's, I mean, it's they supposed didn't do to be wrong. deep enough and safe and all that. Right, yeah. right. You're, you're in the center of the channel getting ready to go under a bridge. So, like, there's one spot you're going. Yeah. And apparently what happened, uh, and I don't know what ultimately an investigation led to, but a uh, big, like, iron beam had fallen off some kind of bar. Oh, and stuck in the mud. stuck in the mud, I guess, at an angle. And yeah. these people just happened to be coming by. And apparently there was some little small buoy that the barge person dropped uh, to mark it, but it, it maybe was, like, 50 feet away or something. Oh, jeez. So they just happened to be in the wrong place, wrong time. I, I had a buddy of mine. Uh, they were sailing. They were bringing a new boat, I think, from Europe back to the Caribbean. And they were in the Canary Islands. They'd gone in there, fueled up, done all this sort of stuff. And they were leaving. And they hit an unmarked wreck. Oh, my. Ended up having to go back into the Canaries and deal with it and all that stuff on a brand new boat. Like, oh, oh, man. God. That stuff can just, yeah, it can come out. Of, again, that's why I sail out in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Deep, well, there you go. Man, it's yeah. so deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh wow, that's so crazy. Well, I, you know, on on that subject of you know, sort of, you do have to deal with. There are going to be times where the weather's not good, the boat's uncomfortable, and sometimes it's actually pretty scary. But yeah. what I have always found is once you make it through that, and sometimes it's eight hours, sometimes it's two, three days. When you do make it through and the, the world becomes a more pleasant place again, you feel real good. Yes, you do. You feel yes, way you better do. than you did before you got into it. You know, you, yeah. you almost feel like, and, and I, 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 I can only assume that there's, there's steps you have to take. There's, there's things you have to lash down even on a trawler like this. I know yes. on a sailboat to get through a gale or a big squall or something like that. There's a thousand things you got to do, sail changes, this and that. So you're running around like crazy. But yeah, I mean, anytime you run into that adverse weather, which you always will on a boat, there's no yes, escape. That's for sure. It, it's, it's, I, I find that it, the scariest thing is when you're sitting there worrying about it as it's coming up. And then it can be kind of fun to go through in the beginning. Then it usually gets boring and you're like, all yeah. right, I can't wait till this is over. And then right. there's just this massive relief and sort of feeling of accomplishment when you do finish it and the, the world goes back to a nice place. So Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's the emotional roller coaster. Whoop, oh, whoop. that's right. Uh, we, <laughs> we only had you know, we only got our uh butt kicked three times and um uh again, because we're in pretty tame waters. Yeah, uh, yeah. But uh Chesapeake was one of them. That was our first one. Right. Uh for us. And um uh I you know, I'm sure my mouth was uh wide open and if it wasn't for the windshield 
uh, being in front of me, I would have swallowed it because uh, I had never seen anything like that. You know, yeah, um, I'd never been on any boat in that kind of water. You know, I've been on a lake, you know, and it might have a ripple. Yeah, from yeah. a water skier. Uh, but um, uh, so to see the, uh, the seriously like seven foot crashing waves, like clear my uh, bow spirit. Right, uh, that'll go and, right over your bow. Oh yeah, looking at it right and, now, and the water like is hitting the windshield. Yeah, uh, and then of course running by me on the the, the walkways, dripping and in and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah, a little street. drip that little center bit. winter. Yeah, it uh, definitely is not super super watertight, but you know it's overlap. So yeah, yeah just yeah. a little bit little towel up there. It's all good. Um, and uh, but yeah, that was a uh, seeing that for the first time. Now seeing it the second time, third time, you know, I never want to see it. Uh, I'd rather not see it. True, yeah. true. I hear you. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I'm glad we went through those times, and the boat uh, really held well, and uh, and we did too. You know, we learned how to uh, move uh, and find some wind protection, and and each one of those days though were you know supposed to be great weather. Uh, right, you know, right. Because we oh we forecast everything. They right. will change in an instant. Yeah, you know, we you don't never move. really trust them. We don't move without checking everything every day, and um, you know, and previewing our trip uh, for that next day. So right, right. Our route and all. Um, do you do you uh, you have a barometer on here? I do not. Yeah, I know. Not very nautical of me. Um, oh man, I know. I use. We gotta uh, get you one of those. Now well, I, I do I, use electronics uh, for my oh, yeah, I guess, pressure. Right, right. We're we're almost always in uh, cell signal. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, so so you could always yeah. Well, there's something about just tapping it, you know, because that's yeah, what you do. Yeah, you get right, your barometer, right. and, and just to make sure, you always give it the slightest tap. Yeah. And you see yeah. it, like, wiggle one way or the other. But it's the I, there's been so many times where I've been out there in just horrendous weather, especially the Southern Ocean, and, and I'm every five minutes yeah. tapping it because I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting to see it go the other direction, right. go back up. Yes. And, and when it finally does, it's typically, like, my heart just starts slowing down again. There you which go. Is, I bet is always so. pretty nice. So. Yeah. Well, Walt, we're we're at uh, just over an hour, and okay. I don't want to take up all your time. I could probably sit here. This could be uh, like yeah. a five hour podcast. But yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you so much. Is there is there anything that you would um, want to add to uh, to anything for our listeners? Any uh, words of wisdom well, from a great loop? What what exactly are you called? Uh, yes. As far as American a great loop. great loop. Oh, just, the, yeah. We're, so we're a gold looper. A gold uh, looper? Yeah. So you, you, some loopers uh, fly the white, you know, they join the American Great Loop Association. Yeah. Uh, which we did. Um, and, uh, but uh, we didn't, we chose not to fall, you know, fly the flag. And like, apparently from the amount of comments I got about that, we were the only ones. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. you get these sticklers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. so then, uh, <laughs> then we, I did order the uh, gold one that shows you com- completed it. Yeah. And I did put it up, you know, months after the fact. Uh, it's up right now, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah, just put yeah, it up yeah. like last week uh, or so. And which is like, you know, uh, eight months later, but uh, it just, I didn't order it right. Whatever. It, yeah. it was just, I don't know. I wasn't even going to put it up at all. But uh, the um, Somehow it found the, its way up there. I did. It? it did. I, I, <laughs> Good I, I man. have some of my folks. That's that something you should be pressured proud of. Pressured yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, get on that. And uh, Such a humble guy. And then there's a platinum one if you do it twice, which, you know, that we have no intentions of doing it twice. But we would like to go in the Great Lakes again and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was just amazing. Um, but... Uh, yeah, any advice would be this, I think, is uh, uh, just like with the RV. Uh, you, you know what? Um, I think most people will never have enough money in their mind to do anything. Um, it was sort of like, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, me and Peg, we've been married 40 years. But, uh, you know, oh, we're going to wait and save up money to have kids. Well, you're going to be 90 before you have enough to afford children. Right. And um, in sort of the same way with a motorhome and boat and maybe everything else, just do it. Yeah. Uh, seriously, if you uh, can do it. Because, uh, you know, we've run into so many people that, uh, you know, unfortunately, medical things, uh, you know, it's hard to avoid. Yeah. Medical things have really got them sort of uh, leashed to that town or whatever uh, or that area. And, uh, they, and so we've run into so many people that waited and they didn't do it. Um, and now they can't yeah Yeah. you know what 
you know, money is money, and um, you're not going to take it with you anyway. Comes uh, and goes. You never yeah. know. So we just we just say, you know, jump on it and uh, make it happen. Do your research, you know, the safety, the whole bit. Yeah, yeah. And, and then have fun, man, and no schedule ever. I mean, just, you know, the, the blow it a win. Right, you right, know, right. Blow it a win on that. So. Wise words from Walt. Yeah, uh, I love geez. it. You know, I and I, I think you're you're hitting on something. We'll we'll let this. Uh, what kind of jet do you think that one is? Oh, I don't know. What I does can't it sound see like? It. Uh, yeah, I don't have the sound <laughs> down, but I do have the the the, uh, <laughs> the tail fin down, and um, so yeah, I do recognize right, right. those at least. Well, I think in closing, you know, uh, from from one adventure to another adventure. Yeah, man. For I sure. think it really is. It's it's all about the journey. I always get asked, you know, what's my favorite day? What's the worst day on my trip? And one of the worst days was actually when I pulled back into port after the trip was over because uh, that yeah. meant the trip was over. There you go. That's and true. as hard as some days were, uh, I had also some of the greatest out there, and I'm sure you did too on yours. So oh, for sure, without a doubt. I've really enjoyed it today. Very nice. Yeah, this was so much fun. I'm hoping to, you know, so Walt and I, just backstory, you know, we end up uh, sort of in the same marina and great little place, Ladies Island down in South Carolina. And I don't know, I just met at one of the little cocktail gatherings and we've had a few few beers together nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, been a good time. So it has been a lot of fun and I'm catching him right before uh, he's going to take off south and... uh, who knows? Well, maybe we'll run into each other again, but maybe not. But it's been a pleasure. And, uh, Walt, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Jerome. Enjoyed it, buddy. Awesome.